You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Good evening. Welcome to Love Logical DNA Not Required. This is Michelle L. Anderson coming to you live from Podcast Detroit Royal Oak Studios. We are looking forward to intriguing and entertaining you every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Let me start today's show by saying thank you for joining our family, which is biological by nature, love logical by choice, DNA not required. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm Delon Kennedy. This is the Love Logical Podcast Show. Uh, thanks for all the people watching on our Facebook page. Uh, you can check us out on uh, www.lovelogical.com. Today I have a Mr. Christopher Lee. We've had him as a guest before. He's my buddy Shaggy. Okay, we're going to talk about a lot of things today. We're going to talk about some of the Love Logical things that he's been doing in his life. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, some of the people that he's been helping and what he's been doing for charity. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the new things in his life. Uh, we're going to talk about some of his secret projects. You know, we're going to talk about a, quite a few things within the day. Uh, are you there? Yes, sir. Hey, how are you doing today, brother? Hi, thank you very much for having me, good sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So how's your day going today so far? Uh, I'm okay. I've been doing some stuff in the recording studio. That's about it. Okay. Okay. All right. So, you know, like, uh, last time we talked about, you know, like, like how you're, you're the love logical father for what used to be my dog, you know, like you took over and Layla, she's, she's grown like a weed. You know, uh, we talked about some of the things that you were looking to get into in your life, like starting your business and getting everything moving forward. Um, I want to talk about some of the love logical things that you've been doing, you know, like me and you, you, of course, you're my brother. We talk a lot, you know, but like I can really say that you've made a very, very strong love logical connection with your nephew and you making that connection. It just it just lights up the world, man. You know, teaching him to be the what like teaching him what a young man is supposed to do and how a young man is supposed to act. Like that to me is is just it's where it's at, man. You know, tell me a little bit about him. What kind of things do you like to do to do together? Uh, he's he's eight years old. Uh, he likes video games. Um, he likes skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, he likes a little bit of arts and crafts. Okay. Uh, he didn't really have a a father figure in his life. Yeah. So when I, I stayed there a little bit and and try to teach him, you know, manners. And politeness and respect, yeah. you know, and, and I would take him out and we would help older ladies and, and stuff at like yeah. grocery stores and help them hold doors open for them, help them load the groceries in and yeah. say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, please. And thank you. These are the these are the things that that a man is supposed to know. It's like kind of like it's kind of like he's your love logical son, you know. Like you're you're teaching him the fundamentals that are lost in society today, you know. And that's that's a beautiful thing, man. You know uh, what kind of what what kind of music things are you teaching him? Um, I'm teaching him uh, a little bit of uh, diversity. Um, I've taught okay. him a little bit about opera, uh, choir. I'm talking about a little bit of techno, rock, especially rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming for me. <laughs> um, 
um, and, and teaching them timing, um, mm-hmm. and let them watch me, uh, produce music in, in real time. Yeah. And that way he gets a little bit more grasp of, of, you know, what music is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's hard. So to, that's, that's, what, that's what I try to do. Yeah. It's, it's hard to like really understand music, especially like if you teach them to read music at an early age, that's just a plus if you ask me. Like I love I love music myself, so I can hundred percent understand like like why why you're teaching them these things, you know? Like are you guys still playing the guitar? Repeat that. Do you guys play like the guitar or what what instruments are you playing with them? Um I started out with drums. Mm-hmm. Um showing him drums and, and teaching them that music is math. Um Music is completely math. You have your one one, your one four, your four four, and your thirty two, and your sixteen. And teaching him his timing, and to me, that relates in life mm-hmm. because math is a huge factor of everything in life. And is it when you when you get a good rhythm, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you feel it. Yeah, it okay? reverberates so through your body. You feel from your heart. So yeah. the the biggest thing was to teach him not only are you creating content, you're creating something that touched the soul and the heart. Yeah. That's deep. That's deep, man. I can understand that. Like I've I've never really been an opera fan, but before I die I do want to go to an opera. You know, preferably like somewhere in Europe and you're like dressed in like these expensive tuxedos. <laughs> I don't know. I've been there and done that, good sir. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. Um, so like, you know, he's been he's been like pretty much staying with you a little bit, you know, just just to try to spend some of the summer with you, right? Yeah, um it, it's probably about an hour away. We we get in for about, I don't know, eight or nine days at a time. Okay. And and trying to keep him away from negativity and yeah. produce positivity and give, you know, a good positive influence and somebody to look up to because he really doesn't have anybody to look up to. And I, I try to be that positive influence for him. Look who, look who our kids, like to me, it's like, I'm, I'm looking at my daughter and she's like, so like into Jojo and I'm like, who is Jojo? And I'm trying to fi- I'm still trying to figure it out because she we randomly ran across a JoJo section in a Target yesterday, and these were like the most hideous clothes you've ever seen in your life. But like Samaya swore by them, <laughs> like she wanted them. This is like a this is it looked like a jumpsuit that should have been like Earth, Wind, and Fire was wearing. You know what I'm saying? Like no, like what is this? Like Urkel? Yeah, no, nah, it wasn't like Urkel. It was more like <laughs> like some some um, who was the who was the guy like. I'm thinking of um he was like the he was he was the r&b guy with all the crazy george clinton george clinton george clinton oh yeah, yeah. he like, he really had the wild hair and the wild clothes yeah uh, like was, this is this he is was what an it, influence on people too though he was he was he a was. really big influence yeah he's he's still is to this day like he's a he's a great per, part of the community you know like his music helped like you said touch the soul you know and change things for people gave people opportunities you know but um yeah man like i you know you were telling me that you were working with a few 
like, you know, fundraisers. You, you did a couple of fundraisers for the EVGA and also like some, some different advertising and events and graphics and logos for like nonprofits and, you know, or helping some of the charities around. And you know, tell me a little bit about some of these things. Like what, what, what's up with this fundraiser? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, so, uh, I've done, uh, a lot of different projects already this year. Uh, I've done, I think, four different nonprofit organization logos this mm-hmm. year. Um, and I did a few charity events. I did the EBTA charity event. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a live stream for 24 hours straight, nonstop. And it was for St. Jude's Hospital. Yeah. And we raised over $11,000. And oh, wow. their team uh, built a computer on the live stream, and I think it sold for like a, a thousand two hundred, and then that money was donated to St. Jude. Wow, that's really uh, cool. I helped. Uh, yeah, I helped with that. Um, they were having problems doing the overclocking because uh, they were doing live overclocking and then mm-hmm. setting it up, and I was telling them what to do, and they're like, "Oh, well, we didn't think of that." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I, I helped. Um, with that event, uh, moderate their chat, answer tech questions and tech help mm-hmm. and helping people, um, and constantly, you know, advertising, you know, go donate, go donate. Uh, yeah, I've, I've done a handful of like different charity stuff this year. Yeah. Yeah. What about some of like the graphics and logos? What kind of companies are you doing the graphics and logos for at this time? Well, I did love logical. Oh yeah. Um most definitely. I did that one. Yep. I did uh let me see here. One moment. Let me look through my notes. Yeah, he did do here. the he, he saved did. I did save the pearls. Oh yeah, save the pearls. Uh, that was a really beautiful logo. Yes, I did save the pearls. I, I did put a lot of work and thought into that one. Yeah, that was a really good uh, that was a really good design. The the other ones I'd rather kinda not mention. Okay. Uh, I I, I kind of want to, but kind of don't. All right. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't necessarily have permission. I got you. I understand. I understand. You know, like it's it's just good, you know, like to actually give back to the community and help some of these like nonprofit organizations because it's like you know some of them are still still at the base, you know, and some of them are just getting started. So it's it's always good to have someone that can come in and you know like help you, you know, make this logo, help you with just. You know, a little bit of advertising, you know, maybe you need some kind of some sort of graphic. You know, it's always good to have that person to just come in and that can hook it up. I'm like, Shaggy, that's why I love you, man. Like you always... that's, that's what I've been doing since I was young. Um, I, I started as a teenager, actually before I was a teenager, um, doing uh, stuff like Ronald McDonald House, Make-A-Wish mm-hmm. Foundation, Princess Foundation. Uh, a lot of nonprofit stuff. I did big spaghetti dinners for homeless people. Um, awesome. I did big banquets for handicapped, disabled children. Uh, I did, I hosted big events. Yeah. Um, they were just like, like, I don't know, 5,000, 10,000 people, big events. And if you brought in two labeled canned goods, then we would knock off $5 at the door. And then half of the proceeds would go to, a nonprofit organization to help handicapped kids and homeless yeah. people, yeah. you know, and we would donate the, the, the canned goods. So 
I've been doing this since I was really young. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. I know when I was growing up, me and my mom, we used to always work with different charity and different groups. Like we were, uh, I know mom will remember we used to always go to Damon's. It was a rib, rib place. And we would go to like these different Ambux meetings. And I always felt like I always had like my little notebook, you know, like in front of me. And I always felt like I was part of this, like, you know, this, this organization of people who just get always gave back to the community, community doing different events and stuff. And I'll never forget, like we gave a bike to a, a paralyzed little girl. And it was, it was the kind of bike that you pedal with your hands compared to pedaling it with your feet. And I'll, I'll never forget that, like just the expression, the look on the face. That's amazing. Yeah, like it was. That's, that's incredible. I, I really love to hear that. Yeah, like growing up, growing up, that's that's the kind of stuff me and my mom did. You know, like we'd start little businesses. You know, we make soap. I sold soap to all my teachers and all my friends, parents and friends. You know, like it was, it was like that's that's who my mom is. My mom always, and she always has like just this wisdom that she's gonna hit you with. You know, like so no matter what, like you're gonna get some wisdom if you hang out with my mom long enough. She'll she'll do something that'll just have you like blow your mind real quick. Like, oh man, I never really thought of that, you know. But yeah, man, like I I love the fact that like you work with some of these nonprofits, you know, the St. Jude's fundraiser, you know, like that's that's how every human should live, you know. We should all volunteer, give back in some type of way, like you know, like it'll help us get through, like and maybe end a little bit of this pain that we have in the U.S. right now. You know, that that is an amazing story. And I, I'm in complete agreement. And I, I do what I do for no profit. Um, I, you know, I've been paid a few times for you know, some logos and stuff. But, yeah, you know, I, I do what I do for the love of people. And people need that. You know, mm-hmm. we, we really don't know everybody's life situation. Yeah. And struggles. Everybody struggles one way or another. Um, and I try to do my part and I sleep well at night for it. Yeah, man. That's, that's why I kind of think the love logical should become a movement, you know, like it should be, I'm not in disagreement. Yeah. Like it should be a movement, you know, like be love logical to someone in the world. You know, it should be like a challenge. Like, how are you love logical today? You know, you know, rather it be that you, you know, you're letting your nephew stay with you, you know, just because he, he loves spending time with you and you're that role model or the fact that, you know, you see a homeless guy and you take him out to eat with you, you know, like, Hey man, you know, it looks like you need I to do that all the time. Yeah, man. I honestly, I used to always, always, if I was going somewhere when I was younger, I would always help the homeless. It's just, it's just cause man, you know, you never know. You might be there one day. You might need that person. Yeah, I, I'm going to complete agreement here. I'm going to cut you off for, for a split second. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was uh, a young teenager on a skateboard, and I was doing nonprofit stuff um, for the Princess Foundation, Ronald McDonald House, and Make a Wish. And one of the big reasons uh, is how I was taught, but my niece had the most rarest disease in the entire world, oh, and. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's called uh, encephalocranial lipomatosis, I think. Mm-hmm. I think she was like the sixth or seventh case ever reported in human history oh, wow. uh, of this disease. Yeah. So my sister uh, opened up the Princess Foundation to help disabled and you know handicapped children. 
So I was all before that I was already doing uh, charity work. And then when my sister came up with that, I did even more, you know? So I just kept the ball rolling. Um, I, I like to help people and I want to help encourage people to help people because we are only thing we have. We live in a very cruel and disastrous world. So I, I want to be a positive influence and encourage other people to do the same. Yeah, I I can completely agree. Because, like, man, the world we live in, it's so full of hate, man. You know, it's to me, it's 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 hard to understand that people can just sometimes hate, you know, like especially like you hate on the homeless. I understand that everybody nowadays is not homeless. Like sometimes you'll see somebody standing homeless and they have some better J's on than me. I'm what? Hold on. Like, you know, like, but other times, you know, you can tell it's a family and sometimes they just, they just want to eat. You know, some people just want to eat. I myself, uh, I'm not happy with the way that people are viewed or, treated because of their view um you know race religion and and stuff none of that shouldn't matter if you're a human you're a human you're a person you're a person yeah and we all have love you know and we have to show care to each and every individual I, i agree with that but in order to get that get that going you have to change something about how humanity treats each other you know, I'm not disagreeing. All right, my man. Like, so like, tell me about, tell me about the new house, you know, like you've lived in it for a few months now, you know, tell me about it. How's it going? We talked about it a little bit when you were getting settled and moving in. Did you, uh, did you complete the workshop and everything else that you were trying to build? All right. So we, we've been to this new house, um, for a little bit less than four months. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got the workshop, the recording studio, everything you did coming together um i have a lot of projects in the works uh what kind of projects well uh i'm doing uh, a secret project one i will reveal now for a video game company it's a triple a title the game has been around for 25 years Mm -hmm. and uh i can't reveal the name of the game but i'm going to be doing a, a soundtrack for that uh but I, I, all I can say is it's been kicking butt for 25 years. Do you play it often? Oh, yeah. Um, I've been doing a lot of filming with my guitarist. Mm-hmm. His name is Shred. Okay. And he is one of the best guitarists I've ever known in my life. He is amazing. I've known him over 25 years, probably 26 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been doing a whole lot of filming, doing kind of little like teasers. Um, on the filming, like like test sessions, practice sessions, getting the studio set up to where, you know, we the speakers are where they want them, the amps are where we want them. Um, so you can get that good vibe it, in there. Repeat that. So you can feel the vibes coming on, coming coming at you. It's got to point at you. Oh yes, yeah, sir. Oh yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's been okay. full force. So you're going to you're going to do an album, a whole a whole album for a video game that's been around for a while. That's that's the goal, yes. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. What kind of music are you are you planning on putting on this album? This is going to be straight heavy metal. Heavy metal. All right. Yep. Um 
the the second project that I'm going to reveal is quite different. Um, and I will reveal this one. I want to do at least one soundtrack for Final Fantasy of Square Enix. <laughs> um, I've been a, an old fan of Square Enix and Final Fantasy since I was a kid. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I want to do kind of like an orchestral uh, production mm-hmm. with my own style of feel. With a, with a Final Fantasy feel, and I, I will, will reveal that video game. I haven't talked to Square Enix yet, um, but I'm about to shoot them uh, basically a uh, proposal. Okay. And I'm pretty sure they'll accept it. Now that's really cool. <laughs> That'd be a cool story to tell. I haven't played Final Fantasy since I was a kid. That was the game. Uh, like It was like, what, Final Fantasy... Five. That was a good game. It was. It was. It was. That was a lot. That was a lot of systems ago. I mean, like, but I like the Super new, Nintendo. Yeah, the new ones. The new ones, though, like the new Final Fantasies. They they look amazing. I've just never had the opportunity to play one. I don't think because it took so much time when we were kids to get through Final Fantasy. Like, we would play this game oh, it does. for hours and hours. You're like, talking 90 hours plus just to beat the game. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm I'm saying, and it took months, months. <laughs> like, me and Brandon playing this game for months. Like, and it's... it's so just, that's, that's the game plan that I have, have going. Uh, I'm building this recording studio. Okay. I'm building this workshop. And uh, I want to get into video game music. Uh, I used to tour. I don't want to tour anymore. I don't want to sign autographs anymore. You know, you I, just want to be. You want. I want to. You want to leave ahead. your mark. Yeah, I, I do want to leave my mark, and, and all of the due process. I want to be helping people and in, in nonprofit organizations, mm-hmm. and doing what I can because I have that ability. You know. Yeah. So, uh, I don't want the limelight. I don't want the spotlight. I want to help people, and I think making video game music is awesome. Yeah, I do too. I do too. That's that's really cool. That's really cool. So you, so you got a new, you got a new, like company. What's your what's your new company? Well, my new company, I, I haven't really decided on the name. It's a computer company. Um, I have been doing uh, government work, uh, repairing government computers and servers and stuff. Okay. Um, but not under a name just yet. I, I haven't decided on that. My YouTube channel, uh, which I'll be coming out here shortly, uh, I'll be filming my guitar shred, and I'll be filming you know, computer repair. I'll be filming live gaming streams, um, You know, watching me play a video game. When the new Doom Eternal comes out, I'm going to be playing that and probably streaming that. Um just fun stuff, uh, goofy stuff. But the, the main stuff is really the meat. Um, I really want to showcase Shred. Mm-hmm. Um, he is amazing. I, I would compare him to somebody like Eddie Van Halen. Oh, wow. Or, oh, yeah. He, he is amazing. And I posted teasers to some family members online. Mm-hmm. Nothing too public. Yeah. Uh, and it's to showcase uh, my guitarist. He will blow your mind. 
I've never like that's cool. That's cool. I, I definitely I need to come visit you before the end of the summer. You know, because it's always open. I know I really want to see your studio, like because you know that's I'm I love the studio. It's it's coming together. It's it's taking the time, but it's coming together really quite smooth. Yeah. Um, I still have a lot of stuff in storage units because of the move. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, big big speakers, amps, amplifiers, um, receivers. I, I have a lot of things uh, in storage. I mean, I have like three storage units and stuff in my mom's house, more in Hawaii. Um, I'm pretty sure that's gone, though. I haven't paid on that in quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's gone. Yeah, ideos. Yeah. But, um, you know, I've got turntables and mixers. I would, uh, man. I'm, you know, you already know. I'm gonna when I come down, we're gonna get in the studio for a little bit. You know, I'm all about. Well, yeah, that studio I, life. I call the studio the dungeon. Is what I call it. Okay. Okay. Why do you call it the dungeon? I don't know. It just has that that feel, that vibe. You know, like you just go down there and it's a dungeon. Okay. So we are covering. All right. So. With it with it being a dungeon, what what are you going to like? Why do you call it the dungeon? Like well, it's in the basement. Yeah, but why? It's kind of it's kind of dark and dreary. Oh man, kind of feeling. So you're not going to lighten it up? Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm doing lights and sound foam and curtains all the way around. Okay. Uh, the lighting is I'm going to have cameras all around you know, different areas to film everything, whether it be, you know, computer repair or recording my guitarist or sound sessions, practices. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's going to be, you know, multiple sections there, but it's going to be so cool. Get and some I, music, get some music. Get going, close man. To being done. Yeah. That's really cool, man. I can't, I definitely, I definitely am going to come to have to see that. And Layla, you know, I miss Layla. That's my girl, you know, um, Plus, um, coming down that way, I can bring um, I can bring Samaya with me and take her to her nana's house, you know. So that that's always a great thing, you know. One thing, one thing I love, man, is the fact that you know, like you're you're my love logical brother, you know. I can come down there, you know. You can always come up here to me too, you know. I'm I'm actually waiting for that, you know. Um, I've been to Louisville a couple times. It might be your turn to travel, brother, you know, but. Being my love logical brother, you are my love logical brother. I, I know for a fact if I were to drive up there unexpected, no phone calls, and go to any member of your family and tell them who I am, they know you. They would accept me in. Of course, of course, because you're your family, man. You know, and your nephew would be welcome too. You know, I got some cousins about his age. They they're gonna have a good time, man. You know, like I'm sure. Hey, he, kids like to play. Hey, he can skateboard too, so he'll keep all the little kids, you know, distracted. Hey, I was I was almost a professional skateboarder. I was sponsored when I was young, mm-hmm. and I got hurt. I was super, super good. Tony Hawk taught me how to kickflip back in 1994. Wow, that's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, I met him on accident. Um, me and a friend were just skateboarding down uh, Louisville, Kentucky. And we saw this guy skating, and we're like, wow, he's super good. So we, like, okay, as skaters go, you know, they skate together. Yeah. So 
we went to go skate with him and we're hanging out with him for like an hour and he's like, Hey, I got a skate demo down the street. You want to come? And we're like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm Tony Hawk. I own the company Birdhouse and I have a skate demo at a skate shop down the street. So we, you know, followed him, went in VIP. It was awesome. Wow. That's really cool. That's a good story. That's a good story. I never, I never really met any, I, I never really met too many famous people. I met some, a couple, but not like that. Like, that's really cool. Tony, Tony Hawk is a great, great, like, he's great for the skate community. He does a lot of charity work for himself. You know, I'm, I can always appreciate Tony Hawk, man. You know, and like, when it comes down to it, you know, like, just like I said, man, come anytime, you know, but I really want to talk about like, how did you get involved with the EVGA? Like, how did, how did you, find this organization um well evga is a uh computer peripheral or parts company they, they do power supplies video cards computer mm-hmm. cases uh sound cards and stuff and uh i'm in the i'm big in the tech community so one of the biggest techs out there his name is steve burke from gamers nexus and about i think about three four years ago he introduced me to the head, uh, basically the head of uh, production. His name is Jacob Freeman. And they're like, oh, well, we do live streams. We're about to start doing live streams. And we have something called Twitch. And I was like, well, I've never used Twitch. You know, I, don't, I know of it. Yeah. So they convinced me to do that. And this was at a PAX event, PAX which is a computer event, you know, mm-hmm. computer and gaming event. So uh, every Friday um, at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, uh, I will go in there for one hour and they'll do a live stream. And what I do is I'll monitor and moderate their chat where I'll answer tech questions, I'll answer uh, and help with anything. That way they can focus on their stream. Mm-hmm. Uh to pretty much do what they need to do and they don't have to answer questions. They let me do it. That's so I really got in cool. tight with the guys. Mm-hmm. So what did, that's just kind of how that went. What else did, um, like, so you do, okay, that's cool. I can understand that. Like you've, man, I, I, you never told me that. I, I wish I could have saw some of your live streams. That'd have been really cool. I would have had some definitely, like I'd have had some tech questions for you. Cause I really want to a lot of live streams. I got some, I got some actually tech questions for you, you know, like when we get off, man, cause I really want you to build my computer for me, you know, like, so we got to talk about that, you know, and I want it just business, you know, like, so that's, I pretty much already have that design. I already know. <laughs> I already know. <laughs> that's funny to me, man. Like I, I called, I called Shaggy about a week ago now and told him like, yo, I'm ready for you to build my computer. You know, like just let me know what it is, you know? And he was like, I got a lot of questions for you, but I'm like, man, I don't know nothing about this. You got this, bro. Like he's a computer, computer savvy kind of guy, you know, but, um, that's an understatement. (laughs) So the first, like I, man, we had an interview and I went through like a lot of the material. I won't even lie. Um, Let's just talk more about like you, man. Let's talk about some, some of the, the history of you. You know, like my favorite, my favorite thing about you, like that we didn't really get to dive into was 
you know, like some of the things that you got into when you were younger, you know, like almost being a professional skateboarder, you know, like having isn't your um isn't your isn't your dad your love logical dad? Yeah, he's my stepfather. No, 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 no. My stepdad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's lo- your love logical dad. I'm drilling Correct. that in you. So, you know, like tell us tell us about you guys' relationship growing up. Growing up, yeah, it was different than most people, I would say. Um, my stepdad was a chief of police. And the crazy story, I'll just make this fast. <laughs> um, I think I was about three years old. And my my grandmother was a security guard. And I took her handcuffs and I handcuffed my knees together. All right. Well, they couldn't find the handcuff key. <laughs> so they called the police. Well, my dad showed up, you know. So that's how my mom and dad met. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good story. (laughs) Here's where it gets even weirder. So he he asked her out on a date and he come over to pick her up on a date. And I I don't know why. Again, I'm three. Mm -hmm. I jump up, wrap my legs around his waist, and I scratch his face. Tom, what? Yeah. I don't know why. I have no idea. I was three. Um, but I scratched his face, like, big time. I draw blood. Oh, wow. Yeah. So my mom and dad, you know, were dating, and, and they got married when I was, like, four. Oh, so that's And quick. so, I, yeah, I grew up with my dad being chief of police, and a lot of people didn't want to know me or didn't like me because they knew my dad was chief of police. Heck yeah. You're, you're the police's son. You're like you're the cops. Son. But then the people that wanted to know me and were like, Oh, you're like the coolest dude ever. It's Cause your dad was the chief of police. No, because I'm me. <laughs> you know what they like? You know, that's never, never mind. I won't say that. Nobody, ever, nobody ever tried to take advantage of my dad being a cop. I, I even never, took advantage of my dad being a cop. You didn't have to. I, I never did. You were a goody-goody. No, I, I never was. I promise. Um, you know, it, it's kind of like the cop son. I was like, oh, my dad's a, a cop. No, it was never like that. Um, most times, I didn't even tell them who my dad was. They ran my plates or my ID or whatever, and they figured out who my dad was, and they asked me, hey, are you daddy's boy? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And that's how that went because I never wanted to take advantage of that. Um, I felt that was wrong. Yeah, I can understand. I can understand. I would, I would totally take advantage of that. Me as a person, <laughs> like, hey, you know, my dad is <laughs> chief of police. Can I, can I, uh, Most know? people would. Most people would. Yeah. I, I had a lot of encounters growing up where I, I got stopped or pulled over. Or I was skateboarding somewhere and a cop showed up and they're like, Oh, we're Danny's son. I'm like, Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, well, I've known him since, you know, yeah. 30 years ago and I went to, to college with him. And I'm like, Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're getting the whole life story. Man, he's, that's my guy right there, you know? And yeah, I never had Pretty that. Much. I never had that. Like, my encounters with the police weren't always 
pleasant ones, but they have, I've had some really good ones. Like I won't no lie, I've had some really good encounters. And you know, actually, I have a an ex sheriff that's my love logical mom, one of my love logical moms. So you know, I've had some the good and the bad because I know some really good police officers. You know, like some solid ones that'll have your back no matter what. But then I know some. I've met a couple police officers that probably shouldn't have been officers. You know, and that's you know that it comes down to you know that, that's the love logical aspect that you know he's my stepdad, but he's my dad. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I looked up to him, and a lot of people realize and don't realize that just because you're not blood related doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's the truth. People are the family that we choose. That is love logical, yeah. and. You could be black, white, you know, yellow, purple, brown, blue, Smurf, like Papa Smurf, you know. It's my nickname. If you're cool, you're cool. You're not. You're not. That's that's what it boils down to. If you're a good person, you're a good person. But you know, the thing is, with when it comes to people, people aren't as people don't have the morals like they used to. You know, like I feel like that's something that is lacking in the new day and age. It's like, you know, like even, even with me, I, I, I'm guilty sometimes of letting somebody get on their tablet for a little too long, you know, and it's, it's just because it's easier, you know, like that's, that's who we are as a people, you know, we want to make things as, hold on, I got to sneeze as less, as easy as possible, you know, and that's, I don't know, like sometimes it's just lazy, you know, like instead of, going out well it's convenient it's convenient that, that's, that's why that's the, the convenience best. store exists yeah yeah because convenience i mean everything's convenient these days for us you know i don't think that like I, I haven't been camping in over a year now like i don't know if i could go camping and sleep on the ground again like <laughs> like my bed is really comfortable like you know i don't know i don't think i'm going camping you know because it's it, it's just keeping it real, man. Like, I don't know if I could, if I could rough it, you know, I'm sensitive. Well, the, the biggest thing to me is what people don't understand. Uh, what love logical really means is let's, let's say for instance, we lose all electricity, go under martial law. There's no more Walmart. There's no McDonald's. There's no Burger King. Mm-hmm. We have to take care of each other. Okay. You know, we cannot have any type of racial or religious divide. Yeah. You know, we have to we have to help each other in that type of situation because how else are we going to survive? Yeah, like that love logical relationship that it just exactly it would That's bring everyone together. Relationship it would bring everybody together no matter what. It's just you know this day and age you know like sometimes I think that it's just hard to trust people because especially around your kids. You know, like even going to the park, you know, like it's, it's just hard to trust people. I don't. Oh, people are very selfish, greedy. They are self-absorbed, self-centered. They are. It's scary, um, though. And it's it, it, a lot of it to me it comes down to the time that we live in yep. and our surroundings, um, our environment. Uh, and our environment is the biggest thing. Uh, one thing I would really like to point out is we are the product our environment mm-hmm. if, it's a, if it's a violent environment you're going to be violent if it's a peaceful yeah. environment you're going to be peaceful not necessarily though you see you you say that but well, that's true. 
I know, I know for a fact. I've I've even had a couple interviews on the show that prove that you're not always a product of your environment. That you can overcome and you can become or do whatever you put your mind to. You know, I would say that. You know, even even growing up, like seeing some of my friends in Detroit, you know, like you're not always a product of your environment because sometimes there can be like that needle in a haystack. You know, there's there's that rose coming out through the sand in the desert, you know, and welcome to me. Yeah. You know, like that's these are the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these are the, these are the things, though, you know, like I would say Antoine Antoine's like my love logical brother, you know, and Antoine has been over my grandparents' house since he grew up across the street and it was, it was not in like the best conditions, but Antoine was the one kid that he was hardest worker out of everybody. Like this boy cut everybody's lawn on the the whole block. You know, he would go house to house, to house, to house. Oh, well, if I cut these two empty lots, can I get paid for those two too? And my grandpa just laughed like, yeah, you know, like they would buy us. He became a love logical brother because my grandparents literally like took him in, you know, like when they needed stuff for school, school supplies, you know, clothes for the summer. Because the boy is like six, six, like tall as the Andre the Giant looking almost. And he he was a fat, he grew fast. Like he went from being like five, two to six foot in less than two years, you know, three years. Wow. Yeah, like just one day. Well, like I left for well, a That year. sounds like a really kick butt dude. He is. He is. He's a really and he's he's genuine. He actually reminds me a lot of you. That's why I brought him up. You know, because it's just the the few people that you meet in your life that literally like it's like they're that needle in the haystack. They're the they're the people who change the world and I feel like Antoine has changed the world in his own way. You know. That is awesome to hear. Yeah, that's that's how it should be though. That's how we all should be. You know, like well, I, I I don't mean to interrupt. No, you're good, and I'm not I'm not in disagreement. Um, you know, I, I think people can do their ability, and the way that I view things is, if you have the ability to help someone else, then it's your, you know, like obligation to do so i think that starts with parents though you know like you're you being so helpful is because you saw your dad being helpful you saw your dad like he was he was literally a hero you know he's yeah i I mean i did idolize my dad in a way yeah because he's he's literally a hero he's a police officer you know, I put the police right up there with the military, you know, with the firefighters, you know, ambulance workers, teachers, you know, they're they're on that same level. And they're they're literally the heroes of today. It's like we should give our teachers more than what we give them. But they're they're part of this hero. Oh, yes, very much so. Yeah. We, we should definitely give our teachers and our firefighters, our policemen a lot more than, than what they're getting now, you know. I'll, I'll tell you something even more cool is my, my grandmother, she was the first firefighter, female firefighter in Bullet County. Oh, wow. Yeah. My, my grandmother, she was a huge, huge influence on in my life. Um, and she was, again, like the first female firefighter. She helped out everybody that I've been surrounded around and growing up has helped people and, and done things like that. And it's been a, a very, 
big and positive influence in my life. Yeah, so it's not necessarily the environment that you grew up in, but it's it's the people who help to make that environment better. You know, it's always about the people, like those people that you had influenced your life dramatically, you know, because technically you could, you could say you're still a product of your environment. I know you had some mischievous ways in your younger years, just like me, myself and my mom and every other adult. Uh, we this. all have. You know what I mean? I'll but it's, it's literally the it's literally the company you keep. You know, it's like those parents that, you know, were extra parents to you, you know, those those people who. Literally like because that's I think that's how I became the person I am today. And it wasn't necessarily that I I did grow. But even even I could say everybody from Jan and Bill, you know, just Jan before Bill. Like I remember Jan when she was still single. Um, Miss Miss Tucker, Miss Denise Tucker, uh, John and Carol Tweet House. They uh, lived across the street from me. They were the best neighbors I could have ever asked for growing up. And it's these are the people who, like, I think helped mold me into who I am today. Like, you know, because I could have I could have went the other way. Like, I could have went had a lot of friends go south, you know, and I kept going north. You know, actually, I think I went more southeast and then I went west. But that's a different story. You know, it's yeah, it's, I, I think that it's it's the the growing progress. Yeah. And the learning progress of growing up. You know, the the older you get, the more realization of reality and the life that we live in, the world that we live in, uh, kind of sets in. Uh, to me, in my opinion, a person really doesn't know themselves until they're between probably the ages of 29 and 31. They, you know, they really don't know themselves. I didn't. Uh, I, didn't. I did, but I didn't at the same time. Yeah, I didn't. And, I, I can agree with that 100%. Yeah. I did not mean to interrupt. No, I can I can agree. I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, again, time, and if we could reverse time and go back to, hey, you know, I'm 13 years old, and I know what I know now, 20 years, you know, prior, you know, things would be a lot different. But can't nobody see the future. Be a millionaire. Um, a millionaire right completely. now completely <laughs> and we we are the product of our surrounding and product of our environment yeah and, and help it does help shape us one way or another whether it be stress drama violence you know and i don't want to say the other words but but you know like the thing is about the environment like i didn't grow up in like a bad environment man i grew up in kalamazoo michigan you know and to me it's like you know they say that you're a product of your environment, but I still got into all the bad growing up in Pleasantville. You know what I mean? Like no matter, like it was, it was like literally I could ride my bike anywhere, you know, like nobody ever, I lived in, cause I lived in Portage growing up in Portage, which is like a suburb of Kalamazoo. It's like, it's literally like the quiet town. You can ride your bike everywhere. We had this huge hill we'd ride down. We'd walk to the store you know, we could ride our bikes or walk to school if we wanted to. You know, it was literally like just a very, very like affluent, nice community. And but I still got into all the bad, you know, because like, I don't know, I guess I was trying to fit in and be like that stereotype almost, you know, that what you see is what you get. But, you know, like the, to me, that's 
here nor there. You following know? in the, 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 to the cliche. Yeah. You know, like, and it's because I, I did speak different. You know, I didn't speak like them. I, I said words that are, I still, I still talk different. You know, I, I don't know. You just, you just are who you are. You know, like I still work and I try to help out volunteering. You know, I still do all the same things that my mom taught me to do, you know, like, and it's the person, you know, like I would have never been who I am without like my mom and, you know, all of her friends, you know, basically just molded me like some Play-Doh. I, I know, you know, I, yeah, pretty I much, you know, your mom a is, bit. is amazing and, and that's what they did for me and yeah. to me, you know, molded me like clay. Like that's why I'm an awesome cook. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm so talented as I am and so thankful. Uh, we are the mold. Yeah. I'm actually an awesome cook, you know, and I would say, I, I guess my mom taught me a little bit, but you know, I think I learned most of it just through years of practice. You know, I I used to have friends, Shaggy. Look, if you would have if you would have lived close enough, like literally, like I used to have friends that would flock from other places just to come and eat my mom's cooking. Like, like what are you I doing over here? That. Yeah, like just, she always made these these chicken wings in the oven. They were like oven fried chicken. It was so good. And like Jeremy would show up, like she <laughs> she'd make enough for us. And next thing you know, we got two more Brandon and Jeremy over too. Like, oh, you made some chicken wings today. Like <laughs> Alex was the same way. It's, it's just you know, my mom's always had like all of us in and out of her house. And and about like my mom is that's why she found Love Logical because she is the ultimate like Love Logical woman. You know, like she. I was about to bring it to a point. Yeah, she literally pours her heart into it. You know, and she believes in it. Like, and that's, you know, it's when you believe in something, you have to go for it. So she's been putting her all into it. She's actually, uh, she just had surgery. Um, she's, she's recovering very well. Um, she'll probably be on next week's show. Maybe not. Might be me again, but she's, she's recovering very well. And it's like, I'm just honestly, I've been re- like looking back, reminiscing a little bit and like, and I see like, I, I met a lot of people. You know, and they didn't have like relationships with their parents like me, you know, like they literally like were 10, 12 years old cooking, cooking meals for themselves, you know, because parents were busy or one in the same, you know, and it's to me, it's it's like I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed, you know, like a lot of people at my age, you know, don't have their parents, you know, I'm a young 33, you know, but a lot of people don't have their parents, a lot of people have never had that they have their grandparents who they're taking care of right now so i'm thankful that i have such a big family like from my biological family to my love logical family i've i'm I'm very thankful for everything that they've put into me you know because i am who i am because of them and i try to teach other people like other young men other young ladies to be like that as well like not like me per se but to be themselves, you know, to always help others. You know, I love the fact that Samaya sometimes will say, yes, ma'am. You know, and it's like, oh, she said, yes, ma'am. You know, like, that is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really thankful that you have such that positive influence. Your mother is awesome. She's an amazing individual. I love her to death. Yeah. Uh, you know, anything that she calls me or asks me, I'm like, yes, ma'am. Yeah. And I'll, I'll do it. You know? Um, and, and that is so cool to hear that, that people 
have that influence, but not everybody does. And that's what Love Logical is, is trying to promote that mm-hmm. it doesn't matter gender, race, sex, nationality, none of that. We're human. We're all human. And that's the promotion, you know, and that's why I love so much about it that we can bring people together from different ethnicities and yeah. love each other the same because we're all human. Yeah. I would love to, I would love to take love logical overseas, you know, like go and do a launch in Australia, love logical Australia. We can do it like on uh, the movie Hancock and we can put the love logical symbol on the moon. You know what I'm saying? Be famous forever. You know, that's ultimate advertising. All I have to say is you have to pay for my flight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we got the millions no, to go I'm on the moon. Yet. That'd be a, no, that would be the day though. You know, like I'm space flight. That, is that would be so cool, man. I, uh, I've been to Austria and, and yeah, stuff. like I've been over. Like that would be super cool. Most definitely. Most definitely. I want to go overseas again. Like I want to, I want to travel. I want to see, I want to, I'm ready to go. I'm getting a little antsy. And so I think I'm going to have to go to Canada here, check out some Sarnias or something. I can, I can tell you a few good places in Canada to visit. Oh yeah. But, um, Niagara Falls is only four hours away. Yeah. I know you're really close. Yeah. Four hours. You cut through Windsor. Yeah, I've been. I've, I've, I've been in every state in the United States except for Alaska. I've always wanted to go to Alaska too. I want to see the Northern Lights. Ah, uh, that is one thing I've always wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend, and shout out to Renegade Legion, by the way. Okay. Um, I had a friend uh, in Renegade Legion. It, we called him Papa. He, he was the oldest of us, mm-hmm. and he went and gone and gone and saw the Northern Lights, and he took pictures. And got brochures for me and then mailed them to me. That's really cool. He, yeah, he, he knew I loved it so much. Yeah. So shout out to Renegade Legion. Yeah, man. Like, I, honestly, that's that's the the ultimate trip. I think like when I get a little bit older, I want to take my mom mom on that trip. You know, like like hey, how about we take my mom on this vacation and we, you know, literally go to. Alaska during the Northern Lights. On I hope I'm invited. Heck yeah, we're gonna take a cruise, man. You know that's that's <laughs> where it's at. Get on the cruise and just go. But hey, man, you know I want to say you know thanks for talking to me today. You know and thanks for you know being so love logical and thanks for sharing a little bit of what you want to do. You know with your with your company. You know me and you are gonna have to like sit down and really talk about what you want to name your con- company. You know, and it can't have dungeon anywhere in it. <laughs> you know, like I'm just no. letting you know, okay? Like, and we're gonna we're gonna definitely have to link up, Shag. You know, I love you, man. You're my you're my brother from another mother, and you know, I just want to say thank you. Okay. Well, may I, may I have a moment? Yeah, go ahead. Say what you need to, brother. Yeah, I, I'd like to talk about um, the the stu- the recording studio that I've got going on, and, and a few different things. Just real quick, I'll make a brief. Okay. Um, I know we're limited on time here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really trying to do a lot of big things uh, and showcase my guitarist shred uh, for what he is. He's the most amazing guitarist I've ever seen in my life, and you know he's going through hard times right yeah. now, and, and that it happens to the best of us. He's going through really, really hard times. But I'm trying to push him 
to be the best person that he can be and and stay on path because you know this recording studio is a big deal you know it, it is not to be taken lightly i've had a room in a three and a half million dollar recording studio uh with travis meeks uh he was the lead singer of days in the new his studio um you know, I know a lot of famous people, a lot of big business guys. I want to showcase these guys. So, uh, just speaking out loud, uh, I want to talk about the, nope. the, nope. the big thing that's coming. Wait. The big thing that's coming. We don't got time, Shaggy. We will talk about that big thing on the next show. All right? So, I want to say that if you want to check us out, go to www.lovelogical.com. Info at lovelogical.com. Um, this was, you know, Chris Lee, Christopher Lee, and I am Delon Kennedy. Shaggy, give me a call later. And thank you guys for listening. Talk to you soon.